The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Welcome to another episode of our Film for Thought series here, our little um, experiment in randomness. randomness. Mm, Um, Today, uh, we are going to be discussing uh, all-time favorite film scores, possibly touching on soundtracks, other uh, great moments musically in film. Um, And Paul, would you, uh, I'd like to give you the honor of introducing our uh, distinguished guest here. All right. Well, our guest is someone you've probably never heard of. uh, His name is Stephen, and he's over at the Storybreakers podcast, which is a lot of fun. And I'm actually going to let him explain exactly what it is he does. So, Stephen, are you there? I am indeed. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Uh, so, as you've already heard, I am Stephen. I uh, am from the Storybreakers podcast. We come up with a brand new film idea every single week on our show. And the whole idea is, if you like it and you're an inspiring writer, you take it. It's yours. That's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. It's always a lot of fun to listen. And I haven't been able to keep up as much as before, but especially at the beginning when passing back ideas about uh, say, uh, Sherlock noir film or <laughs> awesome ideas, yeah, all, definitely. All the, all the action genre, just they they'll they'll take pretty much any idea and just run with it for an entire film idea. So it's it really is a lot of fun. Do yeah, check definitely it out. worthwhile. And well, that's it. Story is a uh, storytelling is a formula. You know, the kind of idea you just have to kind of stick to. And you know, when things are getting stale, you have to add a little bit of spice to it. You know, it's it's pretty <laughs> easy, really, going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, this actually was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I know myself and Chris, my co-host, we kind of, we get asked a lot, like, what our favorite films are. And, you know, it's kind of, I think it's very subjective and it's very easy to come up with a top 10 or it's extremely hard. And you pick your number one favorite movie, it can kind of change from week to week. But one thing that for me is always a constant is favorite film scores. So quite recently, I went to see Hans Zimmer live, and my mind was blown. Really? That, that must Yeah, I'm quite jealous to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he ever pops in town near you guys or anyone, it's like, just go see him. He's well worth it. Well I worth the admission. would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as will become very apparent as this goes on, I am the least qualified to talk about this because... Uh, Film score and music has always taken a back burner for me over the visual, probably because I am partially deaf. So <laughs> that's not to say that I don't have some favorite musical moments or mm-hmm. there are some times where I'll hear you know, the title song from a film and it'll just kick everything off for me. But 
Yeah, def- definitely this will be helded by Stephen and Brian today. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Paul. I guarantee you're going to be piping in with some amazing opinions in this one. Yeah, I believe so. just don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because for me, at least for most what I would consider great movies, uh, the, the score is in, as integral as the writing, as the performances. It, it, it all needs to be there. And one of the best things you can say about a film is that the score has, you know, a lasting effect. It really, you know, you think about it weeks later, months later, and it brings back the experience of seeing that film. Um, so that's what a really oh, yeah, powerful definitely. score can do. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's yeah, you get it. Like if someone quotes a movie to you, you know, you, you remember the part in a movie, but if mm-hmm. you hear that music that was playing when that quote happened, it transports you back into the film. You know, it's it's slightly different, I think, than. Then uh, a lot of the the mediums that go into movie uh, movie making. Yeah, and there, yeah, there are there are directors that know you know that you know continually you know work with the same uh, composers or whatever. But that it's it's a really a captive, uh, really a intriguing relationship between the director and the composer. And uh, I mean, so many you know like Quentin and I'm blanking on his name right now that just won. Um, but uh, you know John Williams and. Uh, you know Spielberg and um, just all the people that John Williams has worked with. But uh, I don't know. Let's get into uh, Stephen a little bit. Um, do you have a little short list there of your uh, your favorites? Well, yeah. Okay. So since like he's right on the tip of my tongue, Hans Zimmer. Just seen him last week. Uh, stunning. I was actually shocked when I went to see him about how much how much variety he has in his scores. I looked him up on IMDb afterwards, and he had like 179 different uh, comp, uh, movies he's composed. Like from Driving Miss Daisy to The Lion King, then we all know like Gladiator, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Inception, Sherlock Holmes, like so many different things. Spider Pig, even from The Simpsons. (laughs) uh, Uh, Yes, he's he's an amazing guy. Yeah, on everything. Yeah, uh, I would echo those sentiments one hundred percent. Yeah, like The Dark Knight. um, It's just I love that score. Uh, It just builds that film so well, but. yeah, Zimmer's definitely up there for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if you could only if you could only pick one of his songs, that what would you go for? For me, it'd be "Time" from Inception. You know, the the, the final kind of piece of music when uh, Cobb is going home and he sees his kids. Uh, that to me just it, it breaks me down to a small child every single time. <laughs> I don't think I can top that. I, I think you hit it. <laughs> it, it it's such a beautiful piece of music. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to be a copycat there, but I'm definitely going to have to use that one as well. Yeah. Uh, You're not a copycat. You just have amazing taste. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Uh, yeah, I don't really know much from much of his work off the top of my head, but I definitely think that Inception overall, the visuals and the the score just go so well together. Now, it was a bit unfortunate uh, as to how every major film after that had to co- copy the Wong. Yes, the Wong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got a bit old. But isn't but... that a, kind of like the ultimate compliment though as yeah, well? Yeah, I that, suppose. Like, yeah. so unique that everyone just wants to, <laughs> like it's inspired by you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think we can forgive him for uh, doing Batman v Superman. Uh, just uh... The best part of that film, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was the stuff I didn't have to look at, the stuff I could hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously... Uh, think... uh, go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. No, I think if we're going to be uh, forgiving composers now throughout the show, there's going to be a lot of them. There's like a whole load of uh, kind of whoopee cushions thrown into the mix here, I think, for for F movies they've scored. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I think when it comes to the music side, most people will just keep taking jobs if only because it means they get to keep creating. So Yeah, because they, yeah, they love the process, you know. Yeah, you yeah, have to pay those bills, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to keep the lights on. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, uh, we're going to get to this guy eventually, so why not now? John Williams. Uh, Amazing. Um, uh, he's the king <laughs> of composing. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I was looking up just a 10, 15 minutes ago, just like top lists, seeing what the internet had to say. And on um, the best one I found was uh, the first, it was like top 30. And number one was tied with like eight films, all John Williams. <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty much nailed it. Um, yeah. How, how do you pick a favorite movie from him? Like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jurassic uh, Park, Jurassic Park. Yeah. As yeah. tough as that would be to say uh, that is the definition of an iconic uh, just piece of, of score. Uh, it, it, like you said, it, it takes me back to being 12 years old when I first saw that movie. Every time I hear yeah. it and the magic, the magic of that film. The, the, I've talked about this film at nauseum on this podcast, but uh, it really uh, opened the doors for me to, to really show what film can be and how it can transport you to another place. And uh, the score was such a huge part of that. Yeah, I, I just love it. Uh, and <laughs> one thing that I really love doing to my friends is, uh, when it comes to John Williams, tell them, okay, hum the Jurassic Park theme, and then when they're about like eight bars into it, say, all right, hum the Star Wars theme. And then when they're about eight <laughs> bars into that, say, okay, now hum the Indiana Jones theme, and then they can't do it. Because you like <laughs> melting your friends' brains and you're a cruel yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, your tongue will lock up. That's the newest yeah. form of torture. That's the new waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yeah. What a, yeah. What a horrible use of beautiful music. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and, and I don't think it's anything against him. Like, obviously, he has his own formula, yeah. and he, he is able to make different music that doesn't sound. Mm-hmm. Well, he has all. Of, he uses the same ingredients every time, but he's yeah. not not making the same dish. You know, every time it's yeah. in different and, proportions, different. You know, and there are ratios. there are many other scores he's done that aren't remotely like those. It's just that those ones happen to have very similar themes. To them. Yeah, they're all yeah, they're a, just it, iconic, aren't they? Yeah, and someone that knows more about the construction of music could probably speak better on it, but uh, I'm not that person. <laughs> yeah, nor am I. I was amazed though when I was looking up that he's he's been great music since the fifties, and he's has like he the the last movie that he's he's about to produce now on IMDb so far is uh, Ready Player One, which is coming out in 2019. So that's nearly seven decades of music. That's, that's incredible. Like, it, that's yeah. that's unbelievable. Like nobody works that long in, their, in any field. He's eighty four and still, yeah, <laughs> working harder than ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he must have. Like, what? What was the very first one he did then? Like, I, <laughs> I have no clue. I mean, yeah. um, so just going to IMDb, uh, three hundred and five credits <laughs> for oh, soundtrack yeah. alone. It's yeah. shocking, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that like how do you work that much? I don't know. Um, well, there was a TV series Peter Gunn, which I'm not familiar with, but then um, some like it hot, 
you know, with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. Uh, yes, that was 1959. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's just crazy with him. Like, you could ask his movies, or, well, the movies he's worked on just span, like I said, so much time. So different people are going to have different connections with him. They might be thinking of the Harry Potter soundtrack or, you know, the score or, you know, like you said, or Star Wars will always be what they go to. It's just, you're never going to get one solid answer when you think of him, which is just a testament to how long he's worked and how well he's worked. Yeah, yeah. You're so right with that. You're so right. Because you say John Williams to me, I think Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're, you're, you're nailed on the head there with that one. Everyone has their own little, their own little niche with, uh, with Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd probably say, I'll, off the top of my head, if anyone wanted a John Williams store for me, it's it Jurassic Park, just because like, there is nothing that creates more nostalgia for me than mm-hmm. hearing that song, that, that song? theme music. And <laughs> I, I will get goosebumps now talking about it. Um, <laughs> but that, you know, the hopefully everyone has seen Jurassic Park up to this point, but, you know, when the everything, the dust has settled and they're flying away in that chopper and the, the soft version of that it just gives me chills every yeah. time yeah and yeah. and it's probably the main reason most people went to see jurassic world was because they just used those very few piano notes mm-hmm. of the paying homage to the original theme in the trailer like yeah. just was, that yeah <laughs> i was literally about to bring that up as when the uh in jurassic world when the kids got sky tyskim simpsons or something is it he opens up the uh the the doors out of the hotel room and it goes out onto the balcony then over Jurassic Park itself over Jurassic World and you hear that that music kicks in that just it just killed me basically I was just in my seat my mouth was open uh, <laughs> popcorn dropped in everywhere you know I was like oh my god I'm back to, I'm back to childhood again this this movie has me uh, has me wrapped around his finger already yeah, yeah. It, it I I don't think there are too many films that can do that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> most most John Williams films can. It, it's just amazing. Yeah, E.T., Jaws. Uh, like I said, Superman, of course. Uh, Close yeah. Encounters, it's very kind. The whole movie is based around that team. Yeah, those, <laughs> what, play, the four notes? Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's, <laughs> you think so simple, but... No, he made that. That's yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah, that, he has you know, that symbiotic relationship with Spielberg. That they they, they just get each other. As like you said earlier on, I think Hans Zimmer has that with Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they 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 work so well. They're just like they're bread and butter. You know the kind of way they you can't beat them. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, and uh, if we're talking about pairings as well, obviously you've also got Tim Burton and Danny Elfman. Yeah, that's yes. an important one to bring up. Um, I mean, yeah, I didn't write down any Danny Elfman, which is actually perplexing to me. But. <laughs> right, well, um, it, it's things like the no, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Every single Jack Skellington line is Danny Elfman singing, and he did the music for it. So he's he's both a singer and composer in a lot of the stuff. So it's something that you don't see a lot of. Yeah, he's great. He's done like the Men in Black as well, Spider Man with uh, Sam Raimi, Mission Impossible. You know, it's yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah. He also has a new relationship though as well with uh, David O. Russell. That, yeah, that's uh, right. Um, American Hustle, and American Hustle. And, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, for me, uh, it would be Edward Scissorhands for him. Uh, that the, the main kind of love theme between Edward and uh, 
blanking on her name right now, but uh, we're knowing her right now. Right, uh, yeah, I know her, but yeah, it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it, oh my gosh, yeah, the whole, you know, old me, I can't, and then that, the, yeah, the, <laughs> grab the Kleenex. Uh, yeah. Um, so maybe moving on to, um, do you have any uh, lesser knowns or kind of... Uh, lesser knowns. Okay, so on my list here, I have uh, Clint Mansell. He's oh. done the wrestler Black Swan, um, Moon, um, oh, well, and fantastic Futurama as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always important to yeah, mention that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not really familiar with that name, unfortunately. That's uh, much to my chagrin here. Uh, although this is where we start getting into. Like, I will not recognize a single name you mention. <laughs> <laughs> really. Don't you uh, worry. When you check out a Spotify playlist, you'll be a fan of his from then on. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Re- oh, my gosh. Requiem. Yeah. Requiem. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm sold on him. Uh, yeah. If that was him and Requiem, yeah, that's awesome. So, yep. You got me. Um, I need to give a nod to uh, Howard Shore for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, wow. Even yeah, though that relationship kind of uh, fizzled or whatever with him and Peter Jackson. Um those three films, I think, are beautifully scored. They are epic, aren't they? Just in nature, just they're so commanding. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, this was back when I still bought CDs, but I bought <laughs> all of the, I bought all, I mean, all those, and I would just play them, you know, on repeat. It just takes you through the entire film. As it, it, it was like another way to enjoy the film after I'd already seen it, you know, in the theaters. And yeah, I just, I really have a strong connection with that score. Um, yeah, it, it is epic. Uh, <laughs> uh, you get that sense, you know, as you listen. You do, and I I find it interesting that that for me, when it comes to like, thinking about film music, I think about it more the way that Quentin Tarantino does, where he makes himself a playlist of songs that he wants in the film, and then kind of builds it around that, and then you get when you're actually looking to other films, it's not that at all. It's all of these great composers who are able to watch these films and then compose these fantastic music around it. Like my, my favorite that I didn't really know, but upon researching a little bit, now I do realize is actually Thomas Newman because yeah. he did the score for Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that track is called, it's called Shawshank Redemption when, Spoilers for Shawshank Redemption when Andy gets <laughs> I out. I think we're good there. And he's, he's out in the rain. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> he died. Uh, yeah. uh, and then just that that music swell as he's breaking out. And then when he is out and the camera just zooms out, like, it's, it's such a perfect marriage of that music and those visuals. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Wally. <laughs> Can oh, I throw Wally too. out there? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, I, you once again, Stephen. No, ahead. it's okay. I don't know about uh, you guys. If he's like, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I'm one of those guys who has that single tear moment when I watch movies at certain times. But I find that it's never the story as such. It's always the music that accompanies the scene or the story or the emotions that gets me. You know, if you if you take away the music, there's absolutely nothing there. And while well, it's minimal, but when you have that music in certain chords and it just hits you and kind of get that little lip quiver, you know, it's, did you ever watch The Impossible, the one about the, uh, the tsunami? Yes. With a mm-hmm. That had me like 
Oh my god! I, I had everybody in the cinema crying. I think, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as impactful if it wasn't for the score that's accompanying it as well. Yeah, let me say, I'm very happy that was one of the films I went to see by myself. <laughs> 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 I was a mess through that I, film. I, I, I couldn't see parts of it because <laughs> it, was, it was too cloudy. The vision was too cloudy. Really? I, yeah, I have not seen it myself. It's, but uh, as Brian well, will probably to attest to, it, I would probably not quite have the same reaction. <laughs> but it, I am a cold heart. It, it might. T- it, you are a cold heart, Beth. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that one might be the test for you. I don't know. It, it's okay. such a beautiful small film, and yeah, that that, that score is it, it'll tug at you. <laughs> All right. With with the tension and drama of the happenings, uh, the going and on, yeah. Alright, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Challenge yeah, I've never been so, yeah, I've never been so emotionally invested in a movie in my life as it was that one. And I didn't even know what it was about really going into it. Mm-hmm. But I left just screaming its praises, you know, telling everybody about it. They have to go see it. Yeah, well, yeah it should a, be definitely should be on your list. Yeah. That's a really nice mention. Yeah. Um I did want to bring up um James Horner, who we lost last year, sadly. Um I mean if you're not familiar, if people aren't familiar with his work, Titanic, Avatar, <laughs> Braveheart, um, yeah, a James Cameron relationship with him, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was sixty, yeah, only sixty-one, um, but yeah, he he has he's just another one of those that will just transport you back to when you experience that film. Um, I mean, Avatar has you know we can go on about Avatar, but that that score is definitely spot on for that film. Um, and you know, of course, Braveheart, which you know, I think Paul not the biggest fan of. Is that correct? Uh, I, I have not seen much of it. I can tell you, my university for how historically case, accurate it is, yeah, rips it apart every time. Yeah, you bring it up. Um, but it is a it is a touching and compelling uh, score in that film. I don't know. I'm, he's one of my all time favorites, um, and sad that we don't get to hear any more music from him. But uh, he left us with a lot, so. Yeah, I just wanted to... All right, now that I brought everyone down. <laughs> yeah, no, Aliens uh, gets... Uh, I love Aliens with it. It's uh, that militaristic yeah. kind of the beating of the drums and everything. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I haven't really thought about the uh, the Alien film, but yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, there's a lot of horror films that would genuinely be nothing without the soundtracks. And, uh, yeah, and they all don't have to be just boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, as they are now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, like the Omen or um, shoot, what am I? Yeah, I'm I mean, just blanking they, on a couple, but yeah, they they are. I mean, yeah, the, the Omen, fantastic. Pretty much any Hitchcock mm-hmm. film. Yeah, just when those violins start up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how you can like just hear a piece of movie, uh, piece of music, and you know that okay, that's from a Hitchcock. Like you just yeah. you know you, you hear the same instruments being used and it's like all kind of lilting and and it's yeah. it's it's full of anxiety and you know yeah uh, right yeah you got Vertigo uh, North by Northwest uh, North by Northwest actually Brian was playing it for me earlier if you listen to just the first few seconds of mm-hmm. the score for that it does kind of sound a little bit like the Psycho one <laughs> which uh, really I have yeah. to check that out and. It, and yeah, I think Psycho. My favorite thing about Psycho is that Alfred Hitchcock, when he was making it, and I don't know if that includes by the time he was scoring it, 
But when he was making it, he was absolutely convinced he was making a comedy. Twisted. I know. He thought that he was making a comedy because he was making fun of horror films with what he was doing. And he he made fun of it so well he made a, a, a horror thriller <laughs> so, <laughs> well there um, you go change the score and you have a company exactly yeah just have the the cut the shark out and get pulled back and you just hear like wah, wah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well i mean halloween though the yeah just i mean it's and uh so good at just <laughs> making you essentially uh shit yourself you know yeah. <laughs> i'll just say you know, like yeah it sticks with you it haunts you yeah uh, and uh the exorcist i don't think that that particular piece of music was written for the film but just the use of that song the tubular bells was uh yes, thanks thank you gosh i could not yeah. i've been trying to think of that tubular please put tubular bells on there because yeah that's yeah on that playlist i thank god uh, for once thank you yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I actually, that was gnawing on my brain i could not think of the name of that i actually knew something musical yes, that you didn't i knew it i just didn't know it now i just didn't know it when it counted okay when yeah. it mattered the most uh, so don't fault me there uh yeah, so, yeah you're, um, so, you're so right about the exorcist the omen all those the psycho once you hear those teams you automatically get transported into those movies there's no person in the world even if you haven't seen those movies you know that they exist for those movies yeah and and uh, I was going to bring up Disney because of the original Disney cartoon relied so heavily on the music, but that reminded me as well. If you have the time, like it's only a couple of minutes, look up someone made the Mary Poppins uh, trailer for Mary Poppins as if it was a horror film. Oh, and really? all, oh. all they did was chain would put specific music on. Are you it. saying it is not a horror film? <laughs> is this <laughs> what I'm no, learning? No, it, it's a horror. I was quite film. Ho- I was quite horrified by it. <laughs> it, it it's, a, it's a horrible film, but it's oh, not a, okay. at present a horror film. <laughs> All right. I suppose, I guess, isn't isn't that one point she comes down the chimney or something or goes up a chimney? Yeah, that does sound pretty horrific. When you, yeah, scary lady. Well, that that is one moment in the. Th- I think they slightly slow it down when the children go up the chimney and they just add this extra little sting to it, and it's just like. Oh, I don't really want to see that now. Straight out of our It's brilliant. <laughs> I, had a, I think we might be... Uh, what are we doing on time? Okay, we've got to wrap things up in a little bit here on this one. Um, but I did have a couple of uh, honorable mentions um, here. Um, Alan Silvestri for the Back to the Future um, score. Yeah. I mean, Mason. Yeah, so yeah, once, that's a film that relies mostly on soundtrack. But the that main theme is... just. I, I was just listening to... I have the yeah, album yeah. and I was just listening to that before we started yeah, recording yeah, the main theme <laughs> yeah. it's just called Back to the Future Overture oh, so. it's, oh my god so yeah <laughs> uh, and it immediately like it does such a great job of just taking you back and you can see the action in your head as you listen to that music you know Doc Brown struggling trying to get the plug yeah, <laughs> plugged yeah. in and, you know you know that you know, Marty's just arrived in yeah. back in 1950 Silver. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's all there. It all just paints the picture so well. So yeah, I had to bring him up. Um, I want to bring up 2016 after all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Harold Faltermeyer for the Beverly Hills Cop theme. 
Are you familiar with that one? Wow, wow. I, I would never have thought about that. that I mean, <laughs> so uh, iconic of the 80s, just synthesized out yeah. to the extreme, you know? Uh, but... I just love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll uh, eat a hole in your brain and it'll never leave. (laughs) So I guess that's a sign of a good score. Uh, Yeah, so I would bring him up. Um, This one, Paul, I think you will be on board with me. Raymond uh, Jawadi for Pacific Rim. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know your feelings on that film. Um, Paul and I are big, big uh, lovers of that movie, and yeah, the, the I, score I is like just a... as over the top as the film is. Yeah, it's an amazing like three star movie in the sense that like you know it, it is what it is, but it just does it so so well. You yeah. know, it's just like it's it's yeah. perfect for what it is. Yeah, I, I try to explain when people say like, "Oh, I've not seen it," I'm like, oh, like basically, if you're like, if you're a guy and you sit down and watch this film, you are immediately eight years old again. When it, yeah. when it starts up and like, it's I, giant I, robots fighting giant monsters I mean that is the yeah. that's all you need yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's everything you want Transformers and Power Rangers to be you know, yeah it's, it, it is there it, it, know? yeah that's I mean a testament to Guillermo of course that he's the guy that can make that movie um, and that's why it played so well yeah yeah, yeah. He, he knew the genres he was bringing together yeah and, and that that theme track like, I, I had yeah. that on repeat for a while <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. so that guitar heavy and powerful and driven and just gets you pumped up as you should be getting pumped up for these big epic battles yeah just, uh, just yeah. Do, do not do not be shaving when you're uh, <laughs> to it. I think was that a post of mine? I, I think it was yeah, yeah I, I was obsessed That's a t-shirt with that. right there <laughs> yeah I was obsessed with that score for uh a very uh, long time after that film, and I would just, oh my god, you play that in the morning, and you feel so good about your day. <laughs> but yes, I was uh, shaving at one point, and that was just not a good idea. <laughs> I think I shaved my face in about four seconds. Yeah. And... <laughs> one trip to the emergency room later. Oh, yeah, just a few bits of toilet paper hanging around my face. Uh, yeah, um, but for other uh, activities, please, it will motivate you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially coming home from work, I think is the uh, the best time to play this stuff. You know, when you're walking, yeah. if you have to walk to a bus or a tube or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you put these on and it gives you that extra pep in your step. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this is a bit of a reach here, but there was an episode of uh, Family Guy where Peter gets a soundtrack for his life. Oh yeah, do you recall that? Okay, anyone? <laughs> um, but I also um, when when I worked uh, back in my days working at the movie theater, I worked at. I always told them, like, I would love the Indiana Jones theme to just play anytime I entered a room and then anytime I exited. <laughs> just dun, 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 dun. And then you just, you just have to kind of saunter in and, hello, hello, how are you? Bye. And then leaving, bye, everyone, bye. Uh, you do that would that make that my life immeasurably better. If your life was, if that was a plot of a movie... You do realize that, like halfway through, a boulder would come and attack you, and that's when you realize the Nazis are after you then as well. You know, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess I gotta take the bad with the good, huh? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that that could actually be an interesting film idea. Maybe like someone starts listening to film soundtracks, and things around mm-hmm. them start changing to mirror the films. Like, oh, Strikes the Story Breakers uh, <laughs> episode. Yeah, awesome, love it. All right, I don't know. Uh, I have two guys that I have to throw in here before. Oh, we absolutely, go. please. Uh, 
Trent Reznor. He does uh, oh, yeah. Social Network, Gone Girl, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He does like this kind of real punk. Uh, uh, it's it's amazing. His scores are so unique and also yeah, it comes like, with Nine Inch Nails you know, and then yeah, yes, that's right. Scores. Oh my god, yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Thank you, you. just for up. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah the latest Star Trek movies, and I think they, those movies wouldn't be the same thing without that uh, that opening theme tune. Definitely not. No, <laughs> and and the the only other thing I would throw out there is also uh, going to be very random. Come for me since I don't really listen to them, but Daft Punk. Daft, oh yeah, yeah, because obviously Tron, Tron Two is amazing. Yeah, I mean the the film the film itself was. Like, you know, all right and nice to look at, but yeah, that that soundtrack—that's all them. Like that's, mm-hmm. and not not many not many people could do every single piece of music in a film. So it was, it was yeah, really cool yeah, that they definitely. got free yeah. free reign over that. With partial sight as well, because I don't know how they can see keys in those masks, those helmets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just talent. So, yeah, <laughs> and I think you had uh, one more there. They were the two. Oh, okay. And uh, I just thought of uh, just one more. Uh, the Dust Brothers for Fight Club. Um, oh, I believe that was go. their first score uh, that they had worked on. And uh, that is just, I can't imagine that film sounding any other way. It's so chaotic and representative of that story. Uh, yeah, like I said, I just, I can't imagine that music sounding any differently. Um, yeah. It, it, it's perfect for it, yeah. Um, and then Ennio uh, um, uh, uh, Morricone, of course. That I could not think of who Quentin worked with all the time, but yeah, that I just need to give him a shout out for Hateful Eight and uh, the other films he's worked on with Quentin. But yeah, yeah, that's all I had. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, people are probably going to hate us because we're leaving off their favorites. I know. Which... I mean, we can't get them all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, you, you know that someone loves the score from uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And they're like, how did you not mention that one? <laughs> uh, Killer Clouds would not be the Thurman same without it. From like the Thurman uh, just group yeah. or something. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, so sorry if we left off your favorites, Paul. I'm sorry, uh, did you have any last well, ones to throw well, in before we wrap it up? No, I was just going to say that Obviously, you're putting together the Spotify playlist. Like, why don't we see if yep. we can? Having now talked about it, which one would we throw in? Like, what, uh, mm-hmm. what, Brian? What would you put in? Like, if you had to pick a score, like, oh. to, uh, uh, yeah, a, a theme, a, like, whatever. What, you, well, definitely the main theme from Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> it's got to be on there. Uh, Back to the Future, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just listen to this episode again. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that would be yeah, my playlist. I have yeah. a list here of fourteen uh, top quality tunes we're out there picking, and they'll all go onto that Spotify playlist. Yeah, well, so everyone can check them out. I think it'll probably be longer than the episode itself. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, definitely make sure that Shawshank Redemption is on, that, and that is the name of the the track as well, not just the drum. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that. I, I would not like it if you left that one off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. All right, <laughs> All right. I think that uh, might wrap up this episode of Film for Thought. Uh, sorry if we left off your favorites, but do let us know at Blokebusters. Um, yeah, and and uh, Stephen, what's your handle? 
Uh, you can hit us up at uh, thestorybreakers.com or on Twitter, Storybreakers, Facebook, Storybreakers. It's all Storybreakers everywhere. Okay, yeah, yeah we're so simple. Everywhere, so, yeah. No excuse not to find us. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. I've been Stephen. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Bye, folks. Bye.